our Holy Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us the wonderful opportunity to be among the living. Especially we want to thank you that even while we live, you've given us the true source of life, which is your word. Lord, we want to go through your word and we want to have courage and hope as we go through your word. We are going through our devotion in conflict and courage. And we pray, Father, that as we read these stories, as we read the devotion, that we shall, by your grace, be encouraged in these last days to press on in the narrow way, to do the will of God, to continue to struggle and fight till we come to the end of our life's journey. We ask for the gift of your Holy Spirit, because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. So please, Lord, grant us of your Spirit, that as we read and as we speak, that it will be as though the Lord himself was speaking, that we will speak as the oracles of God, that all who would listen will receive it as the word of God himself, and that it shall empower them to the transformation of their characters, and that we also who are going through it will be blessed ourselves. May your holy angels be around us and around everyone who will be listening. We pray that these seeds of truth that will be proclaimed shall go far and wide and be a blessing to all who would ever encounter it to the end that we all shall be prepared for your coming. Now be with us, dear Lord. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, January 1 That we may be encouraged For all those words which were written long ago are meant to teach us today that when we read in the scriptures of the endurance of men and of all the help that God gave them in those days, we may be encouraged to go on hoping in our own time. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 from the Phillips version. The lives recorded in the Bible are authentic histories of actual individuals. From Adam down through successive generations to the times of the apostles, we have a plain unvarnished account of what actually occurred and the genuine experience of real characters. It is a subject of wonder to many that inspired history should narrate in the lives of good men facts that tarnish their moral characters. The inspired writers did not testify to falsehoods to prevent the pages of sacred history being clouded by the record of human frailties and faults. It is one of the best evidences of the authenticity of the scriptures that the truth is not glossed over, nor the scenes of its chief characters suppressed. How many biographies have been written of faultless Christians, who in their ordinary home life and church relations shown as examples of immaculate piety. Yet, had the pen of inspiration written their histories, 
how different would they have been would they have appeared there would have been revealed human weaknesses struggles with selfishness bigotry and pride hidden sins perhaps and the continual warfare between the spirit and the flesh had our good bible been written by uninspired persons it would have presented quite a different appearance and would have been a discouraging study to erring mortals who are contending with natural frailties and the temptations of a wily foe but as it is we have a correct record of the religious experience of marked characters in the bible history men whom god favored and to whom he entrusted great responsibilities were sometimes overcome by temptation and committed sins even as we of the present day strive waver and frequently fall into error but it is encouraging to desponding hearts to know that through god's grace they could gain fresh vigor to again rise above their evil natures and remembering this we are ready to renew the conflict ourselves amen the title of our devotion for today is that we may be encouraged we are reading from a devotional called conflict and courage this devotional is a view into the sacred history of the bible you see the bible can be divided into various classifications if we classify the bible according to purpose and function we can say the bible functions as a book which gives us sacred history and we can also say it has its historical part its prophetic part its doctrinal part and the character building part as we go through conflict and courage we'll be looking at sacred history we'll be examining the bible characters and god's relation to them and it's very important that we have that in mind the bible is not about people the main character of the bible is god himself the other people there are just supporting characters when we look at the stories of the people in the bible whether it is the holy or the unholy the godly or the ungodly what we are looking at is god's relation to them how did god relate to them and we learn lessons of how we are to relate to others because the purpose of god in creating man we should never forget genesis chapter 1 verse 26 god had a purpose in mind and his purpose was and still is for you and me to be in his image and likeness simply put that we should have his character and when we go to the book of genesis chapter 2 i think reading from verse 19 we see something remarkable there many people think that adam is the one that named the animals that we know today but we are highly mistaken every animal were created before adam they were all created before him and they had their names already god himself named them but the bible tells us that god brought the animals to adam to see not for him to name them but to see what he would call them and the bible records that whatsoever name adam called them that was the name thereof that is they already had a name and god was checking 
whether Adam and himself were one in mind, were in one accord, and whether Adam was, or will I, will I say, not necessarily that he was checking to see in the case of he did not know. He knew. But to examine, to be clear to the universe, for everyone to see, Adam is made in the image and likeness of God. And Adam got exactly the name. The software of God was already installed in the mind of Adam, so much so that Adam was thinking God's thoughts without even being told. This is the purpose of man and God wants to bring us back to that purpose. So as we are going through the book Conflict and Courage, we should have that in mind that we are looking at God's relation to different characters. And we are also looking at those characters to see their relation to God and how we can draw lessons from them, how we can get courage from them. That's what we are looking at in the book Conflict and Courage. As we examine these Bible characters and God's relation to them, we see that these were holy men, especially the holy ones, we easily notice that from the first story downward, that's from Adam, they had weaknesses and frailties and these weaknesses were recorded. So why were these aspects of their weaknesses and failures recorded? When we go to our key text for today in the book Romans chapter 15 verse 4, in the King James Version it says to us, for whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. As we read in our reading and Philip's version of the same text says, for all those words which were written long ago are meant to teach us today that when we read in the scriptures of the endurance of men and of all the help that God gave them in those days, we may be encouraged to go on hoping in our own time. If I were to write my own version, I would change this part in the Phillips version that says that we that when we read in the scriptures of the endurance of men, I would say of the endurance and the failures of men and all the help that God gave them in those days, we may be encouraged to go on hoping in our own time. So why are the frailties and the weaknesses and the failures of men recorded in the Bible? So that when you are reading, you will not be discouraged. So that when I am reading, I will, not be, I will not be discouraged. So that when you see the lives of these men, you would understand that they were men of like passions like you. That they also struggled with sin. That they had hereditary and cultivated weaknesses like yourself. And not just like you, but the same ones you have. Whatever struggle you are passing through, the Bible has someone who was in the same situation as yourself. And that's why when we read in the book of 1 Corinthians 10, reading from verse 11 downward, it says, Now all these things happened unto them for ensamples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. So once again, we see the relevance to us in these last days that these stories were written for us more than for other people in the past so that we can learn from them. Going on in 1 Corinthians 10, it goes to verse 12 saying, Wherefore, let him that thinketh his standard take it lest he fall. Now verse 13 is my focus. That there had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that we are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. So what is the lesson there? Whatever temptation you are passing through, and I am passing through, it's common to man. It has happened to someone else before. 
and they have gotten the victory. They were also struggling like you and I are struggling. And God gave them the victory and they are overcomers today. Many people have ended their life's record with well done from the Lord, thou good and faithful servant. The Lord has given them their well done, but they passed through lots of struggles. And as we read their story, as we are going to go through this devotion, we are supposed to get hope. So I just want to review a few of it for us. You see, when we read Proverbs 24 verse 16, it says, For a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. So the stories of these men, these just men, like David, Manasseh, Elijah, Abraham, Solomon, Adam, all their stories were written for a reason. You see that they fall sometimes but they rise up again. And when you read their story, you also, when you fall, you will not remain there, but you rise up again. When you read their story, you are inspired. Whatever the problem is, you don't remain there. The hope you are supposed to get here is not the hope of, oh, since Adam sinned and is going to be in heaven. Or some people would say, what of what of so so and so person, maybe David, didn't he have many wives? And then they want to use the life of David to justify their evil act today. Instead of getting hope that they can get the victory, rather they are using the story to justify their evil act. That was not the reason the story was written for you, my brother. It was not written for you to justify polygamy or to justify any evil act. The reason that those stories were written was for you to understand that these men were men like you, of like passions, who had frailties. And for you to see how God dealt with them and gave them power to overcome. When you look at Nebuchadnezzar, the proud man, you also may be struggling with pride. And you go through his story. What are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to wait for God to abase us like he did to Nebuchadnezzar? No. Rather, you are to learn your lesson and not make the same mistake he made. I want to read from the forward to this book conflict and courage the people who wrote the forward said in the first paragraph the bible record of men and women of ancient times presents backgrounds so broad and diverse that every modern person may identify with someone portrayed therein all who are wise will gain from a study of this record that which will direct enrich and guard their own personal life. They will draw courage from those who triumphed, learn from their mistakes, the mistakes of others, and hopefully will be spared the heartaches of those who made unwise choices. End of quote. That's Conflict and Courage, page 5, paragraph 1. So when you read the story of Nebuchadnezzar, if you are proud, you learn, you see, I don't, I don't want to have to be abased like this before I change. So you make a wise choice. When you read the story of Jacob and look at the choices he made and how his life was made a pain and so difficult because of those choices, you learn and say, no, I will not make this kind of choice. When you read the story of Samson and you realize his mistakes and you say no 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 i won't make this choice you learn from his lesson but should you make the mistake they also made then you go further 
and see that even though Jacob made a mistake, he repented and then you get courage. And then even though Samson struggled with adultery and David also and Manasseh, then you also and Solomon, you also would see that as these men, even though they struggled with adultery and sexual sin, they got the victory. You also will be receiving hope and courage from the Lord that you can also get the victory and you actually can. When you read the story of Peter and how he denied his Lord, and you also may be denying your Lord in various ways. You are afraid to confess Christ, ashamed. You have to weep like Peter. And then you get courage that you can get the victory. One of the most pathetic stories in the Bible is that of Adam. Many people don't see it that way. But I feel that Adam was one of the most pathetic stories, I would say. Not pathetic person, but a story. But Adam is going to be in the kingdom of God. But I can relate with him when I see the mistake he made and what it has led to today. But not just what it has led to today, but even his own time, viewing all the evil that happened in his time. And he always tracing it back to his one act. When you look at the mistake he made, in choosing passion over reasoning, in choosing his feelings over his conscience, then we learn lessons too and we can get courage knowing that we also can get the victory that is the reason for these lessons for these stories that are written for us you see just men do struggle as we read in the devotion in our, our conflict and courage page page 7 paragraph 4 it says had our good bible been written by uninspired persons it would have presented quite a different appearance and would have been a discouraging study to erring mortals who are contending with natural frailties and the temptation of a wily fool but as it is we have a correct record of the religious experience of marked characters in the bible so we also see if we go down to page 7 paragraph 2 it says it is a subject of wonder to many that inspired history should narrate in the lives of good men facts that tarnish their moral characters the inspired writers did not testify to falsehoods to prevent the pages of sacred history being clouded by the record of human frailties and faults and that is one of the best evidences of the authenticity of the scriptures the fact that it doesn't gloss over the truth or hide the frailties of men that's why we can trust it but it was written for our own good and like it said many of us when we want to talk about our own story you find out that if you keep talking of all the good things just how good you are you discourage people too sometimes i've been in a situation when i tell people that this was what i used to do before this was what i was and a good number of times i've heard people say i cannot even believe it i cannot even associate you with that particular thing why because they look at me now and say oh this is what you are now I can't believe that you did something like this or do something you had a struggle with something like this i did have struggles conflicts indeed until now there are still conflicts strong ones that we must fight i'm reading now from mind character and personality page 432 paragraph 2 it says there are thoughts and feelings suggested and aroused by satan that annoy even the best of men but if they are not cherished if they are repulsed as hateful, the soul is not contaminated with guilt and no other is defiled by the influence. 
end of quote the point i want to bring out from this quote now is that there are thoughts and feelings suggested and aroused by satan that annoy even the best of men we all have our conflicts but we must take courage from the stories of just men in the past who also have had conflicts like us conflicts with their hereditary tendencies conflict with external evil and internal also struggle with sexual sin struggle with pride struggle with anger struggles with fashion struggles with identity identity crisis for some struggles people have had as children as adults as old people and we can relate with these things and draw courage as we also pass through our own conflicts it is not for us to condemn people when we see them passing through conflicts some people expect yeah that the people the men who we hold up as uh, godly people shouldn't have conflicts but that's not true you know when I, like we read here people today write their biographies and you don't see them write about their struggles some of them don't even present it in that way very f- beautiful sweet story and that's why it's not inspired but inspired writings of the bible records the frailties of men and the lesson we learn from there that the bible records the weaknesses of men the lesson we learn from there is that we also in presenting ourselves to people talk solemnly and uh, in a sober way let people know that you are a man who have conflicts you are a human being that has conflicts that you also are struggling with sin and have struggled and just as the men of the past have gotten their own victory we also have gotten victories but even presently there are some things we have not gotten victory over and you can let people know that i am like you my brother and i also struggle with this thing that's the one lesson we learn from the fact that the bible records that another lesson is that we shouldn't condemn people we should have mercy on our brothers reading from the book of from the book in heavenly places page 290 paragraph 5 it says we should remember that all make mistakes even men and women who have had years of experience sometimes err but god does not cast them off because of their errors to every erring son and daughter of adam he gives the privilege of another trial the true follower of christ of jesus manifests a christ-like spirit towards his erring brother instead of speaking in condemnation he remembers the words he which converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins end of quote so we should remember we are all subject to temptation everyone struggles and you'll be shocked the kind of struggles that some of us have you will not even be as able to associate it with this person you say like you you have this kind of struggle yes don't be shocked by the way don't be shocked we all are humans so don't be shocked we are still the church militant i'm reading here now still in the book in heavenly places page 290 paragraph 5 it says uh in the church militant okay what i read before was paragraph four so in paragraph five now it says in the church militant men will be ever in need of restoration from the results of sin the one who in some respects is superior to another is in other respects inferior to him so you may be struggling with pride and another person feels like 
how can you be struggling with this? You shouldn't feel that way. You also have something you are struggling with that this other man is not struggling with. Nobody's sin is greater than the other. All are taking us to the same place, which is hell, and we need to overcome that. The one who in some respects is superior to another is in other respects inferior to him. Every human being is subject to temptation and in need of brotherly interest and sympathy. The exercise of mercy in our daily relations with one another is one of the most effective means of attaining perfection of character. For only those who walk with Christ can be truly merciful. So my brothers and sisters, let us get ready as we go through the stories of men, just men, written in the sacred history of the Bible, let us get ready to get courage, to learn lessons, not to make the mistakes they made. And if we have made the same mistakes, let us get courage. Take courage from the fact that even though they made these mistakes, they received strength from the Lord and they all overcame. You can overcome. We all can overcome, no matter what your trouble is. Are you an adulterer? Look at Solomon. He overcame. Look at David. Are you a homosexual? Look at Manasseh. Look at Solomon. King Manasseh. He did worse than many would ever do today. But he repented. Are you proud? Look at Nebuchadnezzar. He overcame. Are you fearful? And you lose your courage and deny your Lord. Look at Peter. He overcame and became the bold and ardent man of God proclaiming the truth fearlessly. Are you like Paul, fanatical and destroying people who don't believe what you believe, intolerant? Oh, is that what you're struggling with? Paul overcame it. Take courage, my brother. Take courage, my sister. Whatever it is you are struggling with, as we go through these lessons, I pray that the Lord will give you that courage that we all will fight our conflicts and overcome in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. That we may be encouraged. Just to add a few lines to what our brother just told us about. The text again says, For all those words which were written long ago are meant to teach us today that when we read in the scriptures of the endurance of men and of all the help that God gave them, in those days we may be encouraged to go on hoping in our own time it's a very powerful scripture text because you understand that there is so much in the world today that is calculated to make us discouraged so much pain and misery and woe just the other day somebody was telling me that oh, I'm tired of this world. And, and, and as I look back, I see why a lot of people commit suicide because they have lost hope. They cannot endure the conflict any longer. There is no courage to go forward. It, and in, in um, Israel's day, it happened that in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14, the people said, But Zion said, The Lord had forsaken me, and my Lord had forgotten me. Then God answered, Can a, a woman forget her suckling child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet I will not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands, and thy words are continually before me. God speaking again says to Jeremiah, 
The thoughts that I think towards you are thoughts of peace, not of evil, that I may give thee an expected end. And if he continued again, that, that thou mayest say to the prisoners, Go forth, to them that are in darkness, show thyself. They shall feed in the ways, and their pastures shall be in all high places. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. You see, friends, in the Bible we find the most wonderful book. The Bible is the voice of God. Would it be wonderful to have access to a questionnaire months before the general public? Let's say you have access to questions that everybody needs to answer, but you have seen the questions months or years before anybody else. Isaiah chapter 46 verse 9 talking about God said remember the former things of old for I am God and there is none else I am God and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure in other words before we get to this time God had already gone through it so he is seeing history in replay and in the bible he has given us our chart and compass showing us the events of the things that will happen before they happen so that we are to be encouraged for instance 150 years before king cyrus was born god so named him and god said about the things that cyrus will do when he comes so he confirmed the word of his servant and performed the counsel of his messengers. We see clearly that God speaks to us through the Bible. We see the unity of the Bible. In this study series and this devotional, we will see the reason why we should, can trust the Bible, why we should trust the Bible, how to understand the Bible. The Bible can change your life. Just when Christians were doubting the creation story, when the world now says that homosexuality is as a result of some hormonal imbalance from birth or behavioral change, so let us leave them alone to marry themselves. Our great Redeemer, Jesus, stepped in with these words, From the beginning it was not so. An enemy had done this. He that made them from the beginning, made them male and female. Whatsoever God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Jesus can break the hand of the oppressor over the lives of his children. Surely he drove demons out of the bodies of men. Can he not solve the root problems of homosexuality? So what we need to do is that we are not to condemn people for this behavior, this act. For what we see them do is just the smoke. The fire lies deep within the recesses of the heart. Only Jesus can reach that depth. We are to point them to the man of Calvary. To the Christian evolutionist who claims that the first 11 chapters of Genesis is fiction. 
Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24 verse 37 But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the, in the days that were before the flood, that they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Jesus cannot lie. He spoke of events before Noah and after Noah in Genesis. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7 says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. We take courage that the anchor let down in the creation story in Genesis is from the heavenly ship. Now we know clearly that we did not evolve, that we are not products of chance. We were made in the image and likeness of the Father. The word of God regarded and studied as it should will give light and knowledge its perusal would strengthen the understanding by contact with the purest, most lovely truths. The mind will be enlarged, the taste refined. We are dependent on the Bible for a knowledge of the early history of our world, of the creation of man, and of his fall. Remove the word of God, and what we get will be fables and conjectures. And to that enfeebling of the intellect which is the sure result of entertaining error. We need the authentic history of the origin of the earth, of the fall of the covering cherub, and of the introduction of sin into our world. Without the Bible, we should be bewildered by false theories. The mind will be subjected to the tyranny of superstition and falsehood. But having in our possession an authentic history of the beginning of our world, we need not hamper ourselves with human conjectures and unreliable theories. Wherever Christians are, they may hold communion with God, and they may enjoy the intelligence of sanctified science. Their minds may be strengthened even as Daniel's words, God gave him knowledge and skills in all learning and understanding. You see, the Bible, beloved, is replete with deep insights in providential workings. As the curtain of the conflict is drawn aside, revealing the philosophy of history by which the events of the past take on eternal significance, we see that the strength of nations and of individuals is not found in the opportunities and facilities that appear to make them invincible. It is not found in their boasted greatness. That which alone can make them great or strong is the power and purpose of God. They themselves, by their attitude towards His purpose, decide their own destiny. So we are deciding our own destiny. You see, we have to thank the Lord daily for His Word because human theories relate man's achievements his victories in battles, his success in climbing to worldly greatness. God's history describes man as heavens views him. In this volume, we will trace the reign of kings, even the glorious Solomon's reign, a united kingdom when he had a united kingdom and they worshipped Jehovah. 
the center of true worship. He led the people into idolatry, and we trace the vicissitudes of a favored and chosen people turned between allegiance to God and seven the gods of the nations about them. And here, seen vividly through a crucial period of, of this world's history, the dramatic evidences of the raging conflict between Christ and Satan for the hearts and allegiance of men. The book abounds in fascinating character studies. As our brother just told us of the wise Solomon whose wisdom did not keep him from transgression, Jeroboam the self-serving man of policy, and the evil results which follows his reigns, the mighty and fearless Elijah, Elisha the prophet of peace and healing, Ahaz the fearful and wicked, Ezekiah the loyal and God good-hearted, Daniel the beloved of God, Jeremiah, the prophet of sorrow, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, prophets of restoration. Beyond them all rises in glory the coming king, the Lamb of God, the only begotten Son, in whom the typical self-sacrifices find fulfillment. We see the spanning of world history from creation to the reign of David of the life and ministry of Jesus, all of them been portrayed in one book. In the Bible, we have traced the conflict story to our day. And then, in a panoramic prophetic view, we see the earth made new. My friends, the study of the Bible is for all, even those who are seeking an education. As an educating power, the Bible is of more value than the writings of all the philosophers of all ages. Stop trying to gain knowledge, strengthen mind by reading philosophies and neglecting the Bible. It, in its wide range of style and subject, there is something to interest and instruct every mind, to ennoble every interest. The light of revelation shines on dim into the distant past where human annals cast not a ray of light. There is poetry which has called forth the wonder and admiration of the world in glowing beauty, in sublime and solemn majesty, in touching pathos. It is unequal by the most brilliant production of human genius. There is sound logic and impassioned eloquence. There are portrayed the noble deeds of noble men examples of private and examples of private virtue and public honor lessons of piety and purity there is nothing more calculated to energize the mind and strengthen the intellect than the study of the word of god no other book is so potent to elevate the thoughts to give vigor to the faculties as the bible as broad and ennobling truths. If God's words were studied as it should be, men would have a breadth of mind, a nobility of character, and a stability of purpose that are rarely seen in these times. The search for truth will reward the seeker at every turn, and every discovery will open richer fields for this investigation. But that which above all other considerations should lead us to prize the Bible is that 
in it is revealed to man the will of God. Note, here we learn the object of our creation and the means by which that object may be attained. We learn how to improve wisely the present life and how to secure the future life. No other book can satisfy the questionings of the mind or the cravings of the heart. By obtaining a knowledge of God's word and give heed thereto, man may rise from the lowest depths of the So you see that we need to rise to the heights of the high calling of Christ. A man may rise from the lowest depths of degradation to become the sons of God, the associates of sinless angels. In searching the scriptures, in feeding upon the words of life, O oh, consider it is the voice of God to the soul. We may be confused sometimes over the voice of our friends, but in the Bible we have the counsel of God upon all important subjects which concern our eternal interest, and in temporal matters we may learn a great deal. Its teachings will be always suited to peculiar circumstances and calculated to prepare us to endure trials and feed us for the God-given work. The Bible is God's voice speaking to us just as surely as if we could hear it with our ears. If we realize this, with what all we will open God's word and with what earnestness we would search its precepts. The readings and contemplations of the scriptures will be regarded as an audience with the infinite one. What book can compare with the Bible? An understanding of its teachings is essential for every child and youth and for those of mature age. For it is the word of God given to guide the human family to heaven. In the world today, there are gods many and doctrines many. Without an understanding of the scriptures, it is impossible for the youth to understand what is truth or to discern between the sacred and the common. We are living in the most solemn period of this world's history. So because we are living in the close of this world's history, now this is the reason why we need to go through this journey together. The destiny of earth's teeming multitude is about to be decided our own future well-being and also the salvation of other souls depend upon the cause which we now pursue. We need to be guided by the spirit of truth. Every follower of Christ should earnestly inquire, Lord, what will thou have me to do? We need to humble ourselves before the Lord with fasting and prayer and to meditate upon his word especially upon the scenes of judgment. We should now seek a deep and living experience in the things of God. We have not a moment to lose. Events of vital importance are taking place around us. We are on Satan's enchanted ground. Sleep not, sentinels of God. The foe is lurking there, ready at any moment, should you become lax and drowsy to spring upon you and make you his prey. Many are deceived as to their true condition before God. 
they congratulate themselves upon the wrong acts which they do not commit and forget to enumerate the good and noble deeds which God requires of them but which they have neglected to perform. It is not enough that they are trees in the garden of God. They are to answer his, his expectations by bearing fruit. He holds them accountable for their failure to accomplish all the good which they could have done through his grace, strengthening them in the books of heaven. They are registered as cumberers of the ground. Yet the case of even this class is not utterly hopeless. With those who have slighted God's mercy and abused his grace, the heart of long-suffering loved yet pleads. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou the sleepers, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that thou walk circumspectly, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 to 16. So you see, beloved, this is the reason why we need to study. Years have passed. Days have turned into months and months into years. We have neglected the study. Here is another opportunity to go through the study together. And our prayer request is that in this volume, with its rich lessons of faith in God and His Son, the Savior of the world, and the stories of His providence and the lives of great men and women of Old Testament times may deepen the, religion ex the religious experience and enlighten the mind of all who listen or read its pages. This is our sincere prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, O Father, we thank you, Thou art mighty. We thank you for your wonderful words of life. We thank you for having seen your hands, your providential walkings in the lives of men that had gone before us. We see your hand in the future, even in our own future. We see how you're directing the affairs of nations and of individuals. Lord, we see that it is time for us to go back to the Bible and study it. We pray for wisdom and understanding. Inspire us, O oh Lord, as you did Daniel, that when we read, we may understand and impart it unto others, that our lives may be changed. This is our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen.